Somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Mike's Daily Podcast. Podcastro Valley 10. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast with Mike Matthews. It's a podcast that people listen to. Just get past all the stuff in this world that they don't like. So they sing this song. And Mike Matthews, his name is Mike. That's about all I had with that song, I guess. And that's what he usually... Mike's Daily podcast. He usually ends the song with a little sort of comment about his own singing, and then we brush that off and go forward Mike's with others. Daily singing parts. Podcast. That's about it. Yeah. That's about what we do at the beginning of the podcast, which is a therapeutic break from the news cycle. Is that what we say about this podcast? It sounds like a good way of what we say. It's. Uh, maybe something similar to that but what we do is we cover things that are interesting in this world today and there might be a little bit of a time machine thing where we go back and listen to what radio sounded like not too long ago maybe 20 years ago maybe a little bit more maybe a little less so we'll do that as well and there's some other stuff going on yes it is a, what do we call this then? A break from the news cycle. A therapeutic escape from the news cycle. That's what we said. That's what someone who posted on X said. So that's what we have today. That and Ray Romano, he's saying, no, no, no. I am not going to do some remake, some sequel to the Ray Romano show. Particularly since 40% of the cast is gone. He said the ones that were really, you know, uh, you needed them. Uh, Peter Boyle, who was the dad. Oh, the podcast picture is not of the late Peter Boyle. It is of me. And as of now, I am not late. As in gone. As in I hope not. As in cat. Cat. Uh, sweater is what I have on and you can see it at mikesdailypodcast.com a cat Christmas ugly sweater and the late great Basil the Boxer would not like this sweater at all he would chase it and chase me down I am guessing but there you can see the picture at mikesdailypodcast.com so everyone's going wild for the new Frasier I don't get that at all this according to the AV club via msn.com but I do not agree with that. I watched a little of the new Frasier because it was free on YouTube. And I thought, have sitcoms not died already? Do we have to have that stupid laugh track? Have we not gotten past that? There are so many things that have aged out in this world. So many ridiculous, dumb things. To the point that someone my age goes, what? What's going on with the world? Everything's changed. Oh, But some stuff for the good Like get rid of sitcoms Big Bang Theory with the laugh track Basically forcing down our throat Humor that wasn't funny to begin with Well Okay occasionally it was funny Big Bang Theory But the new Frasier I was watching that and going Okay no There's nothing funny here Which is apparently 
actually good and not just some kind of weird meme or joke inexplicable fan service to an audience that we can't believe exists but one classic sitcom star isn't sufficiently impressed by the new-ish wave of rebooting old TV shows to fill desperate TV networks increasingly barren schedules with something anything with some built-in appeal according to the AV News Random he said on Real Time with Bill Maher Effectively, he shot down any chance at a reboot or revival of Everybody Loves Raymond. It's pretty interesting. He says that reboots are never as good as the originals. He doesn't want to tarnish the legacy of his new show. Actually, he says the reboots never as good as the original. But somehow Wonka is doing an amazing job in the movie theaters. But he also says he doesn't want to tarnish the legacy of his show. He says that much of the cast is gone. Doris Roberts, who played his mom. Peter Boyle played his dad. The News Bleed Section. Everybody make some noise! <laughs> Bringing to you live from... Wow, that's wow. Podcaster Valley Mont. <laughs> Mike's Daily Podcast! <sighs> Wonka has soared to the top of the box office. It made 14.4 million and uh, in its debut weekend it's expected to take in 35 million. Director Paul King who also did Paddington and Timothy Chalamet who is in the or is it Chalamet? Shall we do the French pronunciation? He was also in Dune. It's the second number one film at the box office for him. Dune in 2021 was number one in the box office. I did not know that. I thought that it bombed. But that might have been the first Dune that came out years ago in the 80s that bombed, that had Sting in it. That's all I remember is it had Sting in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's expected to take $35 million that sounds pretty cool. However, it cost $125 million to make. And that's not even including the publicity costs, which probably got it to number one in the box office. It has a long, long way to go before it turns in a profit. This according to Mashable via, via MSN.com. And yeah, I guess... That the original Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder was wonderful. The remake, if you that's that's one of those things you watch now, and it came out not that long ago, just a decade or so ago, wasn't it? It has aged so badly. There are things in that movie that you're like, wait, what? You got away with that? Like Wonka is like a total, total, you know. Just a despicable human being. They try not it, it, not to make it, it. Oh, the weird thing about that movie was I think they did CGI on Johnny Depp's face the whole movie and made it look all too smooth and weird. But yes, there are various reasons why you would not in any way want to cheer on Wonka in that particular movie. I don't know how the new one. Makes him look, but top strategist has resigned from DeSantis's backing super pack with less than a month before Iowa caucuses. What's the cliche of the week? 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 What's the cli
What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliche of the week? What's the cliche of the week? The latest sign of trouble for the GOP hopeful less than one month before voting begins with Iowa kickoff caucuses. He is the top advisor to never back down. The latest senior staffer to exit never back down, which has been the largest outside group. What's the cliche of the week? 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 These people running against Trump are gonna have any sort of luck in, in getting anywhere. It just doesn't seem possible But you know what does seem possible Is YouTube has such an amazing amount of power And they have banned a video That I did Well any video I do is basically this podcast That has been then um, turned into Well they, they put it on YouTube The whole audio part And then the video is just basically the podcast picture the Micropedia Insanica. Mike Scavenger Hunt. Yo, the Mike Tip. But I got this little email from YouTube. We wanted to let you know. It says, Hi, Mike Matthews. We wanted to let you know our team reviewed your content and we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. We know you may not have realized this was a violation of our policy, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, listen, YouTube. Take down my channel Seriously I make no money off of your channel Or the channel that I have through you And I have I do a podcast An audio podcast And that means I enjoy being on Multiple platforms I don't have to just Rely on YouTube If I'm a YouTuber The only thing I can make Is stuff for YouTube So YouTube has the power to go Goodbye You're gone Poof this nightmare of a show. So they have removed the following content from my YouTube channel, which was the F- F- episode 1653 called Refugee. Note that we are at one half F- F- episode 2731. So that was over a thousand F- 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 episodes ago. Turns out it was actually five years ago. I looked it up. I even looked up what I said. It says uh, time It actually They tell you now YouTube tells you When the offending Before they just told you We didn't like your video We take it down Now they tell you Exactly where The video got Controversial for them And got them all upset And and got Worked them into a lather You can see an example At 9 minutes And 46 seconds In your video While this is one example There may be other instances We realize This may be Disappointing news But it's our job To make sure That YouTube Is a safe place For all If you think We've made a mistake You can appeal This decision You'll find more Details below Matthew's News What our policy says YouTube does not allow content that poses a serious risk of egregious harm by spreading medical misinformation about currently administered vaccines that are approved and confirmed to be safe and effective by local health authorities and by the World Health Organization. So, hearing that, you must think, Mike, what did you say? What did you say on your podcast? Did you say you hated vaccines and you thought vaccines did not work? What, Mike? What? 
Oh, we are so dying to know Mike Matthews. Please tell us. And at a risk of getting dinged and this getting taken off of YouTube, I shall now play you a little bit of what I said. And when I listened to this, I went, oh, I remember now. It was a guy that I used to record his show. And he came in and this is in two, this is five years ago, over five years ago. So this is way before COVID and all the anti-vaxxers and all that nonsense. And he said to, he was basically towing the anti-vax line and saying that, oh, I, I know um, all these vaccines are bad for you. That kind of thing is what he said. Now, YouTube's going to take my words out of this and think I'm saying that. And I am not. I am not saying I am pro taking vaccines. Take your vaccines. Even though it might, maybe the reason why my ear is sounding muffled, my left ear is because I got the shot on the left side of my body. I didn't get the shot in my left ear. That would definitely make my ear muffled, but I got it in my shoulder and it's been that way ever since I got the shot. I don't know. Live and loco. The, what got me the incriminating evidence that YouTube decided to take me down. I see him again on Monday and he brings it up again. Oh, and that was the other thing that irritated me is he kept saying, cause I don't have kids. He goes, well, Mike, you don't have kids. So you don't understand. And when people pull that card, I get very upset. So on Monday, he brings it up again. And apparently he had, he's telling me how he brought it up with his daughter because his daughter is pregnant and his daughter. So he does this thing where he does this because he's such a nice guy. He'll do this. So I told her, I said, you know, I'm just going to put it on your heart and you can think you can come up with your own decision. I'm going to put it on your heart. But this, these are the facts. And he does this thing with his hands like these are the facts. And he points over there. And this is what I learned over here. And he points over there. It's as if he's doing like a pantomime. And so he's explaining to me what he said to his daughter. And I'm sitting through this and I, I'm biting my tongue because I don't want to get back into this argument again. Even though we covered this topic and the anti-vaccines and that there's been va vaccine conspiracy theories for hundreds of years. Even before vaccines, there were vaccine conspiracies. Look it up. And he, so luckily the, his co-host walked in and as soon as his co-host walked in, I got the hell out of there because they, they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I got out. Oh, you uh, got all your information from a YouTube video. That's Good right, Mike. You. That's right. Listen to him ranting. Live in that wonderful world of ignorance. <laughs> you have to question everything. That's right. Living in ignorance. It's great. Okay. I'm, I've just decided what I'm going to do. <laughs> Is I'm going to take everything I just said for the past three minutes. I'm going to take it out because I don't want to get taken out. of. If you want to hear what I actually said and you're listening to this on YouTube or Spreaker, you will not hear the whole version. you got to go to either the Spotify or the launch. Is it launchpad? DM.com and uh, all the other places. Podomatic. Podcast.com I've got them all at my website Mike'sDailyPodcast.com Because Guess what I don't want to play that game Of being dinged Again So We'll just uh, Do that Alright Yeah That's what it is If you're a content creator Which I hate that term But if you do that These are the things They 
They don't even have to see. You don't have. See, I got taken down once because of something I wrote in my description they didn't like. So now I'm really careful with my description. Now that doesn't matter. They can ju- they can pull out your verbiage from what you're saying, your verbiage, and decide, oh, okay, well, we don't like that. And off you go. Okay, hey, while we're in this controversial mood thing, let's continue with UPenn. Uh, Chairman of the board resigned in disgrace after the anti-Semitic testimony before Congress, according to the Wall Street Journal. The president of the University of Pennsylvania and the chairman of its board of trustees resigned. This was uh, a week ago-ish, capping a tumultuous week of the Ivy League school stemming from statements the president made about anti-Semitism at a uh, congressional hearing. President Liz Magel will stay on until an interim president is appointed and afterward will remain a member of the law school faculty, according to a letter sent from the board chairman. Soon after sending that letter, it was announced that the board chairman, he had tendered his own resignation. The resignations mark a stunning fall for college leaders while raising questions about the power major donors have over institutions and just where schools could draw the line on protecting free speech, generally considered a bedrock of academia. And there is there there is a lot behind this that well so Sarah Live around I think this was the previous weekend, they did a skit with Representative Elise Stefanik, who is the Republican that was grilling the Ivy League University representatives, the presidents. And it says here, this came from Daybreak Insider from townhall.com. Nothing funny about the skit, just cringe. And according to Post Millennial, Saturday Night Live received backlash after their opening sketch mocked Representative Elise Stefanik of New York for her line of questioning regarding anti-Semitism on college campuses for the presidents of three Ivy League universities, which led to one of them resigning afterward. Mike ripped someone a new one. And the skit, it, it really does not... I, I went and watched it. And they uh, SNL depicted Elise as dumb, and actually the actress that plays her is just screaming. She's like, "I'm going to scream out all the questions," and she really comes off as just uh, like a high school student. Mike's absolutely useless review in a in a class. Like, let's do a funny skit or you know summer camp or something. It's really just not the level that SNL should be at. And then along comes Mr. Thompson, Keenan Thompson, and he does the, he's like the representative for the University of Phoenix, which is funny because it's an online university. And he, he basically saves what's left of the dignity of that skit. He's pretty funny in it. But yeah, that was, it, it, it just, all this money we pour into the Ivy League and they just don't have a handle on anything going on at those schools. And the money that is coming into those schools 
can be from very questionable sources that are all about, yeah, let's let's make the students of America, the, those little minds that are not, I mean, my little mind when I was in school, there were all kinds of causes that I was standing up for that I was like, wait, wait, later on going, huh? That made no sense. Why did I think that? And you think it through rationally and after working in the real world and seeing the real world and how people are in the real world, you start to go, wait a minute, this is not, maybe this is not the way to think. And it's funny because that little bit of that podcast that I played from five years ago, I said some things about Trump that I probably would not agree with 100% now. Which is a very good thing. Which is a very, very good thing. We change. Hopefully we grow up. But it, it is putting a lot more attention on what we are doing with the young people of America. And they have more power than when I was a young person. Because when I was a young person, the, the most of a comment, most, the biggest statement you could make was, oh, maybe you got on the radio. But you couldn't make a video. Nobody saw the video. What people are going to pass around a VHS tape. Nobody saw what you had to say unless you stood up in front of a large group or you wrote something. It was all about writing back then. But really, you're, you know, if you recorded something like I'm recording something now, nobody heard it. Actually, that's the case still. But at least he acknowledges there are problems. Chicago mayor is trying to slow the surge of illegal immigrants into Chicago. This is the wrong way to fix an issue. According to Fox 32, Mayor Brandon Johnson's administration has reportedly begun filing lawsuits over what it has described as rogue buses transporting migrants to Chicago. 55 lawsuits have been filed since new rules were implemented last month regarding when and where buses can arrive. The mayor's office is now seeking the ability to impound buses that don't follow the rules and fine the owners up to $3,000. According to Hot Air, the mayor isn't saying the quiet part out loud yet, but what he's really hoping for is some sort of remain in Texas policy. We're talking about basic transportation and the freedom of movement here. Certainly the illegal migrants shouldn't be free to move about in the first place and should really have been sent back to Mexico. But once they've been caught and released, they are being given that freedom by the Biden administration and they're taking advantage of it. Many of them have heard that Chicago is a sanctuary city, so they want to head north to take them up on their offer. Uh, the Mayor Abbott's buses off, or Governor Abbott of Texas, his buses offer a free and easy way to make the trip. That's just, still though, they're using people. They're putting people in a bus and using them to make a statement in Chicago where the mayor is filing lawsuits and 55 have been filed since the new rules were implemented last month and they're seeking the ability to impound buses that don't follow the rules and fine owners up to $3,000. What will come of that? Mike's Daily Podcast Master Pod Theater. The latest. I went a little political on today's show. I guess that's going to happen every once in a while. And I guess my computer froze up just now. Okay. 
But yes, thank you, Keenan Thompson, for being on Saturday Night Live. He has been on for like 20 years. He's had a family. He's had his whole, a huge chunk of his life spending in New York doing that show week after week after week. And, you know, except for when they're on hiatus. But he does such a great job and he has come up with so many great characters and he saves a lot of skits that are bombing horribly. Outside of Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth, Podcastro Valley 10. Look who is here right here. Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How y'all doing? I'm by my horse, Dilly. And it's a disgruntled fiddle player tell you what. What? Yeah, if you put a bus in my neighborhood, it better have little children. Okay, that sounds really creepy. Well, I mean, you know, because the kids, they're being picked up to go to school so that they can learn and not have their minds influenced by a bunch of crazy college presidents who have a skewed view of the world tell you what 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 exactly did you say about trump back five years ago it's an interesting thing i guess you'd have to go back and listen to it but i would not suggest you do anyway cafe anyway look who else is here oh mike i make the delicious root beer house right now oh gosh i could sure go for some right now mm. wow that's good. What's in it? Eggnog. Yes. Oh, what I could go for now is a synchronized light show and elves flying around and some that thing that's not really snow and it's foam. So they call it snope or something like or snome. Yeah, I want that. Drink it right now. Okay. All right. I, I have some more, but I got to get through the rest of the show. And in fact, this part of the show is called Let's Go Back with Matthews. Let's, Let's go, go back, back with, with Matthews. Oh, wow. Okay, so here we go. This is a little bit of this thing I did in radio. <laughs> uh, let's see what this is. Oh, my gosh. This is basically 30 years ago. Yikes. Not sure if this is going to play or not. And there's a little bit of a... This is a radio station that was in the Thousand Oaks area called KNJO. And I sound really excited here. to the home of Grown Up Rocks, 92.7 FM. This is Mike taking it through a Tuesday night. Thanks for having us on. Also today, did you know today was the birth of the singing telegram? This was the first day the singing telegram ever took place. Well, that's what they say here at this uh, little piece of paper that's sitting in front of me. I don't know if it's true or not, but anyway, I do know that Faye is listening to us at GTE Data Services in Newbury Park. Thanks for listening, Faye. Also, GTE? Bob and Pam at Ladco in Thousand Oaks. If you're listening, too, give us a call at 496-8545, and we'll say hi out to you on this very late Tuesday evening. Coming up this half hour, the new one from Dan Hill with Rike Franks off his album called Dance of Love. A song called Hold Me Now is on the way. Right now, it's a new one from Peter Cetera, former lead singer of Chicago. This is Restless Heart. Oh, yeah, Peter Cetera. Woo! That's some great stuff there. Uh, and then I think this is the group. What was this group called? One is the Three Dog Night, right? Or the Guess Who? Oh, my gosh. The bottom of the charts. 
pretty good songs that never made it on the radio because people didn't think they were worth But you know what? They come back up and people start playing them. And it's like, oh, where'd that come from? Thousand Oaks, California, just between L.A. and Ventura. And we had, let's say, a lot of... It was it was a, even a growing town back then. Lots of richy rich people. I once met the drummer for Def Leppard in Thousand Oaks. He was at a motorcycle shop selling Chipotle. Taking a look at Eastern Ventura County's weather forecast on 92.7 FM. Looks like when you wake up tomorrow morning, there's going to be fog hanging outside your window and low clouds. Lows tonight dropping down to the mid-60s. Tomorrow will be hazy with highs in the 90s. And don't forget, this Saturday, we're going to be doing a live remote from the grand reopening of the Times Square Shopping Center in Newberry Park. As part of Summer Splash 92, we're going to be out there with the Summer Splash van. And we'll be giving away special Times Square stopwatches, tickets to SeaWorld, and the San Diego Zoo and Wild Animal Park. Make sure to join us. It's at the new Times Square Shopping Center this Saturday, located at the corner of Borchard and Michael Drive in Newberry Park. We'll see you there. Oh, Wang Chung. Chipotle sauce is what he was giving away, not Chipotle. Yeah, he had his own Chipotle sauce for a while. Okay, let's fast forward now 20 years almost, more than 20 years, to a radio station I worked at in Ventura County called KBBY B95.1. A little bit of this. I was married at this point. B95.1 on the way next. Ten songs in a row so you can listen longer. Matt Michaels at 656-9595. What are you doing right now? Oh, I have a PE class right now. PE class? Are they going to make you jog around the gym? Yeah. They're going to make you do the rope climb? No, just jog. Make you do jumping jacks until you get sick? (laughs) No. Do you have a mean PE teacher that's kind of female, kind of male simultaneously? No, he's actually a nice guy. You know, I got to go, so. Okay, well, have fun. B95.1. I was just trying to find out what the listener was doing, but apparently she had to go. These were questions that I would ask on the radio. B95.1 and Maroon 5. This hour, a chance to get qualified for B95.1's Rub-A-Dub-Dub in a hot tub. You'll get qualified at 240 from B95.1. Oh, Bon Jovi. With the girl from Sugarland, Jennifer Nettles. Oh, Club Nouveau, wow. V95.1, so they found out what the sweatiest city in the U.S. for the fourth straight year, it's Phoenix, Arizona. Least sweaty San Francisco, V95.1. Oh, okay. There, this is important information that I would pass along. But before that, seven years earlier, in the year 2000... I was working at the Ventura County Fair doing a live show from the fair for the country station, K-Hey. I worked there for 11 years. K-H-A-Y, Matt Michaels live at the Ventura County Fair. It is the K-Hey. Mike, it's Mikey Fikey. Great. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. Thank you to the wonderful technology. Everybody, update your computer. Wrong. I'm on a computer here that's not my own at this point. It doesn't belong to me. And they never do updates. We got Tyler here. He's a big fan of the cafe. Hey, man. Always request God bless Texas. We got what? Hang on. Sorry, sir. I'm bumping into people here. 
Uh, we got Steve Hinkle and his lovely wife, Julia, who have been listening to the cafe for a long time. This doesn't sound like country music to me. Oh, what's on the stage, you mean? Yeah, it's, it's a little out of control. That's uh, the root beer bellies or something. I don't know. Oh, look, it's uh, the chef Sean Connery walking up to Julia. Hello, Julia. You look quite nice. Hi. Uh, we're getting a little bit of feedback, so we better get back uh, to the proceedings. It's Daryl Worley when you need my love. Christine Burns was on the board hitting the the or it was her or Alan Hill I think one or the other but they did such a good job kicking off cuz obviously I had no control over the equipment I was broadcasting live from a particular place Julia by the way that we heard there she was a huge fan of Keith Urban like early Keith Urban before he married Nicole Kidman before he got really popular he was he was just getting started and she went to like every single show he did. I don't know if she's still a huge fan or if she, I had lost touch with her years ago. But they were nice people, Steve and Julia. Very cool. Even though Julia sent me a really angry email when I was first, <laughs> first checking my email. The first time I actually had email working at this radio station, they gave me an email account. And she somehow found it and started sending me emails like, I saw you somewhere and, and you're not really country and I don't like you and blah, blah, blah. Just total troll hater. And then she turned around being a nice person and being friendly. So I don't know what it is. There's something about the internet, folks. Even back then, over 20 years ago, when it was first really kicking off, people just feel this this bravery that they don't have in real life. Once you meet them in real life, it gets diffused and everything goes nice, nice. I think we need a little bit more of that sentiment, of that understanding that if you put two people in the same room, they're going to act a lot more different than if they were emailing each other using the social media, which has made people very unsocial, as you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But I am playing you some music you don't know. Here we are with the segment that is called the Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. We're going to play you three songs that were sent to me via email to mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. And our first one is from a group called Phone Boy. Not fanboy, but foam boy. We were talking about foam, the snow foam that falls, and it looks oh so amazing. So here's a, a little bit of a song called Exit Sign. They say today, Portland band Foam Boy has announced their sophomore LP. Uh, it's coming out next year. And... There's, I can't really I'm not going to read any more of this Because it's pretty boring But here they are Let's see how their music is though Foam Boy and their song Exit Sign oh, 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 Ah Exit Sign is that song by Foam Boy Okay Here's song number two. It is by Detroit's Shadow Show. 
and they have announced their. They also have a sophomore LP that is out next year. Uh, Mystic Spiral is an invitation into the world of Shadow Show. The first single off their upcoming album. And here we go. Here's their song, Mystic Spiral Shadow Show. video looks kind of 60s-ish. It's filmed in black and white. Very cool. Okay. Shadow show there. And our last song is from someone who's actually been on the podcast before. Uh, And you can actually hear the interview I did with him back uh, in the interview section. If you go to mikesdailypodcast.com and put your cursor right around or your finger touch the menu thingy and you'll see uh, where it says home. There's all of a sudden all these interviews pages pop up. And so he would be interviews A through F because his name is Drew Holcomb. And as a human, there is a beautiful tension in the passing of time, he says. He's got a band called Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Especially as a parent, wanting so desperately to pause the clock, both with your kids and your parents, you are a part of each other and yet so completely your own person and story. There is much to be proud of, yet much to regret. This is, at its core, a heart-wrenching love song about looking back and looking ahead, knowing where you can't stop the train of time. Here's a little bit of the song that is called Way Back When. You are moving and you are becoming I guess this is where you start running out of the door and into the sun. And I have to be okay. Cause pretty soon you'll be 43. You'll be looking. Oh, yeah. 43. That comes out of nowhere. It just hits you right in the face. Watch out for that, Taylor. You're 34 now. Wait till 30, 43 happens. That's a pretty good song, Drew Holcomb. That might end up becoming a classic. And you'll have said you heard it way back when on Mike's Daily Podcast in the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud. So which one did you like better? Foam Boy? Did you like Shadow Show or Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors? You can call me at this number. Call Mike at the Cafe Anyway hotline. Area code 510-228-4640. Will you shut up? Liberty Nation, freedom, foam for all. And with more ways to reach me, here is A-Frame. Mike's TV Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikestvpodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.